0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast where we ask a question. Hey. Hey. Remember the odds? Sure do. I'm Courtney.
1: And I am Tom. Actually, I don't, I think I don't remember him as well as you do. Because I think, like, with the example today, I know the song. I will say that. I know the song. Okay. But I had no idea who the group was. And okay. there's so much unfolding when I looked into the group
0: Yes. I,
1: and it's like, oh my God, I connect the dots mm-hmm. and make this narrative. It's very interesting. You definitely remember better things more than I do.
0: There are just some things that I'm picking up on and things that are coming back now that help me remember those things from the odds. Like I had mentioned to you watching in the Target advertisement, the little bandana that goes underneath the hair, which is now going to be my new look because I want to bring that back.
1: Yeah, there was also this music video has a lot of looks that were very much of that time.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. think
1: it, a lot of it is coming back in its own unique way.
0: So let's get right into the episode then. Tom, what is this episode about?
1: Today, we're covering the 3LW song. Why oh, no more. <laughs> Baby, no I'ma do right. <laughs>
0: Mhm. Mm-hmm.
1: Their single debut from their debut album 3LW which stands for 3 Little Women.
0: So we are into our one hit wonder mini series. We are taking it as we go. Mhm. And I also feel like part of this one hit wonder mini series is start is You know, songs and bands that start in 1999, Um, 3LW just sort of make the cut. They formed in 1999, and they released this single in the fall of 2000.
1: That's right. And I think Mm -hmm. it really took off later on. Yes. And And
0: it's sort of... Sorry, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, like, I do remember this song, but I don't know anything else by this group. And I had no idea that who they were affiliated with. Like Mm -hmm. like just those weird, influential dynamic and the drama and you were just telling me about it all before.
0: Yeah, so I guess like we could start with I guess sort of like what I remember of this band. Can we start there? Like, so I remember seeing this music video and you know seeing it all the time on the teen channels. Like it played on the N a lot, and then it goes away cheetah girls comes out we can't talk about 3lw without talking about cheetah girls oh yeah and that was it like that was my there was a disconnect between 3lw and cheetah girls so when cheetah girls came out i was like this is basically 3lw without the third person so like okay and then i go to fit years later and one of my classmates Posts this song three l w baby I'm a do right um they post it on their Facebook, and then we start replaying it a lot on campus. Mm-hmm. Years go by, the pandemic hits, and suddenly the song has once again found its space on social media as a meme, and also now some of the drama that happened is unfolding and unraveling during the pandemic, yeah. Yeah.
1: All this I was very unaware of.
0: <laughs> I know. I <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> but I was fascinated.
1: I I love that when I I just dive into something and I'm like there's so much here and I was just very unaware.
0: I have to shout out to um the YouTube channel Impressive
1: hmm. which is
0: like impressive but with an e because when the pandemic first hit this YouTube channel had really done the homework on the whole 3LW Cheetah Girls drama and that's what led me to this revelation that there was so much to be talked about here.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah and also there is supposedly a reunion album happening with or without certain members and that certain member is making their own album which we will get into.
1: Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now you mentioned this band grew- started in, well, not band, what what a group?
0: Yeah, yeah, this girl yeah, group.
1: group. This girl group started in 1999, and the three members, or at least the original members, were mm-hmm. Notori, Not, um. I'm Notori hard.
0: Naughton.
1: Notori Naughton. Mm
0: hmm.
1: Adrian, is that Adrian? Or a-
0: Adrian Balon.
1: Adrian Balon, and Kaylee mm-hmm. Williams. Mm hmm. I'm horrible at names. I'm sorry to everybody that had to listen to me struggle.
0: No, it's okay, Tom. And so they come out with their first single, No More, Baby, I'm a Do-Right. Mm-hmm. To huge success. Yeah. And their second single also does really well. I had to listen to it for the first time today since it came out. And suddenly I remembered it. But it hasn't had the same mainstay in media the way that No More Baby I'm Do Right has.
1: No, I was going to say, like, I recognized the song once I played it. Mm
0: -hmm. Never
1: seen this goofy-ass music video before. I also want to point out, I think it was a common trend at this point in the 2000s to have super saturated... Like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, the look of the music video. Yes. High saturated colors... Yes. Very much dance choreography, and I noticed that because I had also been—I um, was with a group of friends on Discord, and we were just having like a little karaoke jam of different pop songs from the late '90s, 2000s. That's and cute. I noticed I noticed that trend. I was like, wow, all mm-hmm. these music videos are very saturated.
0: Mm-hmm. Like the colors, like the coordinated are, color outfits. Yes. Yeah,
1: the colors mm-hmm. just pop. And I was like, yeah, that was definitely a vibe.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I remember once I started watching the video again, I remembered like the colorful leather outfits that they wear. And I remember the choreography and them dancing on the street. I do not remember a graffiti artist drawing them in spray paint and then they come out of the street that he painted them on and then turn into themselves.
1: Oh God. The, that was fantastic. Uh, Those
0: sirens are going off in my neighborhood. I'm so sorry.
1: Don't be. It's all good. Okay. Oh, that yeah, fantastic, that so weird. That fantastic yeah. <laughs> CG effect. I've said uh, yeah. that was music videos just had fun with whatever they were doing. Uh, the guy it was who, such
0: a normal music video until that moment.
1: <laughs> yeah. This was directed by Chris Robinson, who's done quite a bit of music videos. I think he got like a. He even got an award from uh, BET for Director of the Year. Okay. <laughs> he's got a very big list of people he's directed music videos for. Okay. It's very much like. It is like a trip back to watching this yeah. music video going, wow, this has the aesthetic. The fashion, the dancing, the creepy mm-hmm. CGI graffiti art that comes to life.
0: <laughs> I feel like also the like high school romance breakup song. And then also like you can hear the influences of like early Destiny's Child, Aaliyah, you know, and obviously like they're so associated with the Cheetah Girls, even though I feel like it's funny that they're considered an associated act on the 3LW Wikipedia when, like, two of the members are in the same, like, in both bands.
1: Oh, yeah. So, like, yeah, uh, of course it's
0: associated.
1: (laughs) Adrian and who else? Uh, Kaylee. They were both Mm -hmm. in the Cheetah Girls. Uh, Yeah. Natori was not.
0: (laughs) Right. Which is why, like, as a kid, I was like, why are there two of them? And, like, this is basically, like, 3LW, the Disney original movie, yeah, like with Raven Simone in the front. So
1: and that was the weird thing, like, um, because I knew the Cheetah Girls. I okay. knew the Cheetah Girls. I can't name a song, but I knew the Cheetah Girls.
0: I only remember the like final moment in the first movie where they have a concert and they're sort of like walking out on cars or something. And then we're like, our spots are different, different <laughs> colors. That's like basically it. I did remember this song, No More Baby, I'm a Do-Right, more than any of the Cheetah Girls songs.
1: Yeah, that was, mm-hmm. they were a Disney act, right, the Cheetah Girls? Yes. That is such a weird thing. Notori mm-hmm. does have a you know pretty decent career outside of the three, um, 3LW. She was I an would, actress in Fame in mm-hmm. Notorious.
0: I would consider her to actually have the most successful career out of all three of them.
1: She was in Power.
0: Yeah, yeah, she has a pretty
1: strong career. She's gonna
0: be in the spin-off, too. Really? Yeah, so she's going to be the star of the power spin-off.
1: Ah, oh, good for her.
0: Yeah. Good for her, considering for her. everything that she dealt with.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of drama.
0: Yeah, yeah, but I would definitely say, considering like everything that happened, uh, she definitely has the most successful career. Adrienne Balon by no means has suffered, but Still, I would say as far as being a powerful celebrity in Hollywood, Naturi Naughton has staked her claim.
1: So are you saying the wrong move was to be in the Cheetah Girls?
0: I'm not not saying that. (laughs) (laughs) I think not being in the Cheetah Girls probably lit a fire under Naturi Naughton. And, like, sometimes... Not riding on the Disney train or like the SNL train, right? I feel like that's a good parallel. People who are like, yeah. comedians think that SNL is the next best step, but sometimes they end up finding more fame outside of the mainstream foundation. So I think Naturi Naughton definitely got her reward.
1: Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, man.
0: what did you think of this song when you came back to it? I was like,
1: I remember it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, I remember it. It bops. Yeah, yeah. I like a bop with this. But it was just, I, I it was weird because I was like, okay, now I do remember the song. I remember mm-hmm. the chorus. And I'm following along and I'm watching. I think just I was in the right headspace and mindset to enjoy the beauty of this music video. This music video came out. Well, the song came out October 3rd, 2000. Mm-hmm. And the video came, when did the video come out? I guess the same time?
0: Probably, because oh. back then that's how you did it.
1: You would reveal, yeah. yeah.
0: What, a,
1: what a music video.
0: <laughs> I love classic girl group like early 2000s group choreography. Oh yeah, I, I was going to say
1: that's like the impressive part was the break dancing moments and I was like that was also I think more of a trend like like before I watched um what is it back streets back, oh yeah, and there's that really cool moment where they all have the breakdown scene where they're all dancing, mm-hmm. like I think the only I mean, I could be totally rogue, and this could be still a thing I'm the only thing I could think of recently, but again, it's like music videos aren't as like much of a spectacle or phenomenon as they were back when they would like premiere on you know m t v or v h one So, like, but maybe the last song I could think of that had, like, a choreographed dance moment was that Lady Gaga song.
0: Oh, yeah. That one was good.
1: That was very good.
0: Yeah, regardless of how anybody feels about, like, the most recent Lady Gaga album, the music video for Rain On Me is impressive. Yes. Yeah. No, it's so good. Um. Yeah, I, I, we've talked about this before, like, in our personal chats, but I don't think we have mentioned on the podcast yet that um, I loved the, like, choreographed dance group thing that when I was a kid, I spent a lot of time just listening to a CD and pretending that I was in a group making choreography <laughs> and, like, dancing. I was alone and i would just listen to my music and then when my mom would come in i would just quickly rush to sit on the bed and be like nothing i'm fine i'm just listening to music it's no big deal so <laughs>
1: nice no um, i definitely feel that
0: yeah i do not remember how harshly they auto tuned Keely Williams in the beginning of the song
1: i was going to say that was a weird thing there was auto tuning that in was this. intense it was, yeah. I did not, maybe I just, I don't remember or associate auto tuned with this era, but like, I guess obviously, because it was very heavily, you know, auto
0: But I don't think it happened when Adrienne Bayline was singing either.
1: No, it was just that one girl.
0: Yeah. And then it doesn't happen again when she's quote unquote rapping.
1: Also, uh, I read this in the making of this music video. The rap verses in the music video are different than the official song release. Really? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Can I tell you something? Sure. This morning, when I was, like, getting ready, I listened to the album because I was like, I should listen to this because I didn't listen to any of the Fountains of Wayne albums before we covered Fountains of Wayne, which I have listened to since, which I do like. So I I listened to the 3LW album version and then I watched the music video and I had no idea that those two segments were completely different.
1: Yeah. Like I can't tell you the big differences, but I, mm-hmm. I do know from my notes that they are different. I could look it up now. Let me see. Hold on. Now this is going to be the confusing thing because you look up the lyrics. I have mm-hmm. to specify video yes. versus single. Let's see if that helps.
0: I feel like we've had a lot of fires in our hometown in the past couple of years.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Kylie, The according to the lyrics, goes, Ayo, you promised me Kate Spade, but that was last year. Boy in the eighth grade, and you ain't Biggie, baby boy. So no, it ain't one more chance. When your friend's around and you don't want to hold my hand, And now you see a girl styling and wilding inside the mix, hopping out the whips, the whips, the five, the six. Yes, fly chrome. So pardon my tone. Here, go a quarter. Go call Tyrone. You do or you don't.
0: Do you think that they were just victim to like, well, and I mean, like, we're going to cover this throughout, like, their experience uh, recording But like, do you think that they were just like forced to have a rap section of the song? So they just gave them a bunch of terms like a hundred percent. One line does not connect to the next line. And then, you know, it's a classic 2000s girl group band when she's like in the eighth grade, because that's the age level that either they were promoting the demographic for, like that's the demographic they wanted to get or that they were literally just that young
1: oh okay so i think there is a big difference okay
0: okay
1: uh, I, So that was the music you,
0: video version
1: i think okay because now i'm looking at just what google tells me okay let me see let's see according to google's breakdown Oh boy, it's, something's different here. <laughs> uh, in this version, girl, what's my name? Keely, Keely, look me in the face and tell me what's the dealy dealy. Oh, you want to go shade now, but I'm paid now. I know that you hate that. Oh, you got the one now, you warm now, because you thought you'd come right back, save that. You could do whatever to me and be together with me like you do better than me. You do or you don't, no more, never for me. I don't know which one's the video, and I don't know which one's the album.
0: The first one's the music video, because when you said it, I remembered her saying chrome in the music video and being like why is she saying chrome like what does that have to do with the song there
1: was no google chrome
0: so yeah exactly (laughs) i think they i i'm sure in multiple situations these girls were told what to do with their careers like by white men in record label companies and I would not be surprised if people were just like, mm, "What's a rap thing that people say?" Oh, Chrome! Let's throw that in there.
1: Chrome.
0: Chrome.
1: Let's see. Three L. Um. I'm oh, sorry, I lost my train of thought. I'm back.
0: <laughs> okay. So, um, so this album hits it really big. Yes, it does. It's certified platinum. It sells over a million copies in the U.S. They are going on TRL. They are doing these huge charity songs with huge stars like Michael Jackson, Reba McIntyre, and Usher. They are a part of the song Parents Just Don't Understand.
1: Which was featured in the Jimmy Neutron soundtrack.
0: That soundtrack is a bop. I remember that soundtrack. Like, the Nick Cannon song and the Aaron Carter song and liking both of them.
1: (sighs) man. Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. (laughs) Did you know 3L were a part of the Michael Jackson recording for the song What More Can I Give? The post-9-11, we're all
0: in this together song? Right, exactly. So, like, they have established themselves among some really big players in the music industry. hmm But after that, it all falls apart. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I know a little bit about this book, Courtney. I think you know way more. How much of this yes. is because of the Cheetah Girls?
0: I think, actually, I think that this was happening pre-Cheetah Girls, and I think they were hoping Cheetah Girls would be their escape away from this. This mm. would be their get out of Dodge card. Interesting. hmm So after this, the LW goes back into the studio for their next album. Okay. And they work on an album. They give it to their label. And they are met with the term that it is not urban enough. Really? Urban is an awful term that has been used in record labels for so long to um, basically describe music made by Black musicians and Black artists. Um, Popcast by New York Times does a really, really good episode sort of dismantling and understanding how the term urban and music became so inflated. Wow. So I definitely suggest listening to that um so people can understand like where that term comes from. But to break it down really fast, um there was a famous disc jockey in the 70s called Frankie Crocker. Okay. And he was in the New York City music scene and he was putting out these huge hits that um people wanted to emulate And people wanted to capture that sort of New York hip scene. And then so once other record labels wanted to capitalize on that and commercialize it, it turned into the umbrella term as urban. Wow. So they go a lot more into it in podcast and um, it's a really great episode. I definitely suggest everybody listen to it. But I would definitely say that, like, 3LW's run in music has definitely been affected by racism. And Naturi Naughton has also spoke very candidly about facing colorism in the music industry as well.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah. So that album is Squashed. They come out with another album called A Girl Can Mac. It has Lil Wayne on it. What? Yep. Yep. Early Lil Wayne. Who's been pardoned by our previous president.
1: That's right.
0: Yep. Um. There's a song on it that's been produced by P. Diddy. They yes. also work with Nas. And it just doesn't chart the same way. This is in 2002. This is when the drama starts to unfold.
1: That's when I did hear about some weird altercations and fights with the members.
0: Yeah, so throughout 3LW's time, and you can see it in old episodes on TRL and in interviews, Adrienne Balon and Keely Williams are clearly leaving Naturi Naughton out. Even in the hit No More, she's the one who's not singing. Yeah. Both Adrian and Keely get their opportunity to shine, and she's just in the background. As these arguments unfold, Naturi Nan continues to feel like she is left out of the moments to shine. She just is basically a backup singer and is causing a lot of tension within the band. It's very uncomfortable to watch certain interviews where Adrian Balon and Keely are like, oh my god, we're like sisters. We love each other so much. And then Naturi is just sitting there and they're not including her in the conversation. Yikes. Keely Williams had recently, during the beginning of the pandemic, released a video with her mom, who started the band for them as their management. Really? Yes. Apparently, from what I understand, what I've pieced together, Naturi Naughton called Keely Williams' mom a bitch, allegedly, from their perspective. Mm. So, Keely Williams claims... Then Aturi was going to go after her kid sister, which I do not believe that she would do. Like, I just don't see a grown woman attacking a child. That's my belief. So, apparently, Keeley Williams threw a plate of KFC chicken at her face.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, there was the famous uh, or infamous KFC food fight.
0: Mm-hmm. And... That just sounds so degrading. That just sounds awful.
1: Yeah, I didn't know if there was much validity to it.
0: I don't know. Like,
1: it's so there, this did happen.
0: Yes. Naturi Naughton went on an interview with Wendy Williams and during the pandemic confirmed that she was in a bad dynamic with a girl group where she had chicken thrown at her face. Yikes. So obviously it's 3LW.
1: That's fa- that's all these things coming out so many years later.
0: Yeah. And this is all unfolding during the pandemic. And I kind of wonder, like, you know, the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was forced to be alone with their thoughts, which is why I feel like now is the perfect time for this all to unravel. Yeah. <laughs> just everyone has just been stewing for 20 years on like, having chicken thrown at their face. So, and also, like, people are just home, so they're looking up stuff on the internet. They go on TRL, and they're questioned, like, what's going on with you guys? Naturi Nan isn't even given a chance to speak up for herself. Keely immediately steps in. And says like, oh, no, 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 no. It was completely blown up. It was nothing happened. It was completely blown out of proportions by the media. We're fine. We're great. Everything's better than ever. And then Adrian steps in. They never give Natsuri a chance to actually speak up. So it becomes very clear, the dynamic. And then eventually she decides to leave. Yeah. Rightfully so.
1: Yeah, I can't believe <laughs> Her career is doing pretty good, so I'm not I'm not worried.
0: Yeah, but God
1: bless God bless her, you know. And um,
0: yeah, thank uh, goodness she has like had her chance to shine. And I think also like it's sad that she didn't really get a chance to you know do the solos as much as the other girls did because she's got a really good voice. Yeah, and then this is when suddenly they're signed on to do the Cheetah Girls. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. I think they thought this was their get-out-of-jail-free card. They could kind of escape the drama and focus on a new brand. This is where I feel like I should also feel bad that I'm storing more space in my brain for this kind of research and, like, connecting all of the Cloverfield dots versus, like, Focusing on my qualifying papers for a dissertation.
1: (laughs) No, these are important. Don't worry.
0: Okay. Maybe if I do some like actual academic research on the 2000s and present it in an academic paper, I'll feel better. But until then. So at this point, Keely Williams and Adrian Balon sign on to the Cheetah Girls. They become a huge hit from their album and they form a real band sponsored through Disney. That's -hmm. their label. And they start doing concerts. They do more movies. Second movie comes out. And now there's more drama.
1: Oh, boy. I didn't even know about this.
0: Okay. So, apparently, Raven-Symoné and Keely Williams did not get along.
1: Oh, Jesus.
0: On The View, where I believe Raven-Symoné is a host, they invited the actress who played her mom in the Cheetah Girls movies to come on and raven simone said to her you saved me during the second film and she sort of implied that there was a lot of bad blood between her and another one of the cheetah girls oh, it's sure. kind of implied over time that it's keely oh wow and also <laughs> i didn't know about this i think because we were getting a little bit too old for this But at some point, Disney would do these, like, Olympic-type field day events. Yes,
1: I remember that.
0: Also, along with all of this 3LW drama coming out in the pandemic, there is footage of a bunch of the girls getting ready together in the bathroom. So there's new parent, Brenda Song. Congratulations, Brenda Song and Macaulay Culkin. Um, Yay. There's... Demi Lovato there's a baby Demi Lovato like they're all just like having fun yeah they're all just like getting ready and then you look over at Keely and she looks so angry about (laughs) something
1: (laughs) do we know what it is no but it's there
0: but it's there and so it's kind of becoming clear that she's not a nice person to work with and um So eventually, raven Simone decides to leave the Cheetah Girls. And I think at that point, they're kind of freaking out. You know, what are we going to do in the Cheetah Girls without the most famous person in the group? raven Simone is also kind of developing her own music at this point. She's one of the, you know, favorites in the Disney world. That's so Raven. She has her own music coming out. And at the same time, there is you know, only two of them in 3LW, and they keep saying, like, we'll come back, we'll come back, we'll, we're going to do a search for a new girl, and then in comes Notori Naughton's replacement, Jessica Benson, but they work on albums, things aren't really working, and then they, they halt that work because the other two girls are doing so well in Cheetah Girls. I feel kind of bad for the replacement because she signed on, probably hoping this would be her big shot, and then they're just putting it on pause forever because of cheetah girls and then eventually um they were officially disbanded in 2008 and then that was it
1: that is yeah cuz i remember reading a bits about this but you put it into perspective in a way i understand wow yeah. that's that's a long <laughs> seems like internal drama killed both acts really
0: yes and also i think it's very convenient that in the midst of the beginning of the pandemic and all of this stuff being revealed about Keely Williams and 3LW, and she releases that one video where she's like complaining about like how Naturi Naughton called her mom a bitch and she was aggressive and she's fake. Then like literally 10 days later, they release another Instagram live video with Raven Simone where they apologize and work things out together. And I think it's very convenient that she could work things out with one person. She, like, made it work with one person that I think she thought she could reach out to, but not the person where those bridges are burned. Oh, yeah. I think it also started... I think also, like, I think Keely Williams' videos stemmed from Naturi Naughton revealing that in her solo album that is coming out, because she is not included in the Reunion 3LW album... Um, she, it, she wrote some songs and is going to be sharing some songs about her experiences and like oh, rising wow. above it. Mm-hmm.
1: Good on her. Wow, that's yeah. so much. All during the pandemic.
0: <laughs> all during the pandemic. Lo and behold, all of this 2000s drama was like stewing and festering and it's so good.
1: Wow. There's I, that also,
0: is... I think because Keely Williams is mean or has been proven to be like the bully in both of these bands um there are some memes about the way she pronounces her s's and i do find it i like i won't make those jokes because that's not fair but if i see somebody else make them i'm like that is a little funny especially because she tried to come out with her own solo album later on and it is bad Jesus, You should look up Spectacular by Keely Williams
1: Spectacular
0: Yeah I think the chorus is literally just The line The sex was spectacular
1: Alright let's see Alright so I have the song here And Mm -hmm. let me pull up the lyrics I'm preparing myself Alright so Keely Williams The lyrics Last night I was drunk. I don't remember much. That's not a good. What? What? But what do I come in pictures? That's how gone I was. But he was tall, and he was buying. So I gave him a trying. Said he was built like a stallion, and man wasn't lying. Last I remember, I was face down. Ass up, closed off, broke off, dozed off, even though I'm not sure of his name. He could get it again if he wanted. I don't like this scenario. Nope!
0: (laughs) Nope! Because the sex was spectacular. The sex was spectacular, yeah. The sex was spectacular. The sex was spectacular.
1: Uh... Ah uh, uh, ooh, uh, uh
0: ooh,
1: oh, uh. <laughs> oh. it's just a lot of like
0: Christopher walk automatopia wow uh, right. oh,
1: <laughs> I'm watching this video now and hearing the song, okay, let's see how this goes. it's this weird
0: oh my god the the third verse. <laughs> You can say what you want. You can call me a slut. But what he did to me last night felt so good. I must have been on drugs. I hope he used a rubber or I'ma be in trouble. Problem is, I don't remember, except for rolling over.
1: (laughs) Oh, my god. (laughs) The song doesn't make me feel any better.
0: No. Adrienne Balon has also faced a little bit of drama since the 3LW stuff. You know, she had the uh, naked pictures that were unfortunately leaked when that happened with like her and Vanessa Hudgens. Oh, Jesus. Um, I feel like now we can at least acknowledge that that has nothing to do with her and that is not her fault. But at the time in the aughts, she was still considered to blame. She was Yikes. dating Rob Kardashian at the time. And I know that she and and have since made up on the show that Adrienne Balon hosts. They brought her on to interview her about power. And obviously the elephant in the room is that they were in 3LW together. So um, at the time, Adrienne makes a public statement apologizing to Naturi And they hug it out. All right. Yeah. So they're good. I don't think that they're on talking terms now, no. but they've worked it out.
1: There is so much drama I was not expecting. Um, I know. Also, side note, I'm just going to say this as a mm-hmm. side note, as a side note, as a side note. I really don't like Wendy Williams.
0: I know me neither. Joe really doesn't like her either.
1: Wendy Williams is a bully. <laughs> <laughs> she's a bully and she's fairly problematic, not friendly to the trans community. Or gender norms in general. Uh yeah. Also, have you ever heard of Fartgate?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Uh, Wendy Williams. There's a f- infamous recording where she lets one rip really loud on oh God, sh- really? on her show, and she has actively denied it and made like video had a whole segment on her show about how it was just the positioning of her seat. Playing that, I mean you're lucky you only got battery
0: oh my god there are
1: experts experts and scientists who study the footage to confirm that it is indeed a fart
0: (laughs) that's amazing
1: i mean is it petty to make fun of this woman for farting on live television a little but you know what it only gets funnier when um you realize like what she's like she's a bully she's a bully right. so like also knowing how much she did den- like made a whole segment on her show to deny farting right it's like really the more like, you push it yeah
0: the more it becomes clear that you definitely farted yeah yeah
1: i think also, that's part she of said the reason some, uh sorry go ahead I was gonna say, she didn't she got in trouble because uh she had some really, really nasty opinions when um Terry Cruz came out about his sexual assault.
0: I don't really know that much about it. I know that once um Wendy Williams had like Laverne Cox on and Laverne Cox was like, I don't wanna just talk about my transition. Like you have to understand that this is a very uncom- like this is a very personal and intimate part of my life and I'm more than just my transition like let's talk about my acting career
1: yeah but like what it was what I remember was because Terry Crews came out about the time he was he was essayed Mm -hmm. at at an event and how it it really hurt him and it traumatized him and he felt uncomfortable talking about it for the longest time because like he's a big dude he's a big guy people which I understand that notion completely so it was a very I think it was a very empowering thing and eye opening thing to be like, listen, we no matter who you are, you have boundaries. And when and when anyone crosses that, you have all the right to be like, that was not okay." Mm -hmm. I think Wendy Williams's point is she attacked his masculinity was like, you're a big dude. What, What are you talking about? You know what? And it's just like, are you kidding me?
0: Right, right.
1: Like, yeah, thank you, Wendy Williams, for your very insightful opinion. Why don't you try explaining to us again about how positioning yourself in a chair makes fart noises?
0: Yeah, I I like the idea of Wendy Williams as, you know, a pure example of, like, understanding the trans community. I think she really has her eye on the ball here and should really be giving people advice on what it means to, like, have these different experiences of sexuality and gender. <sighs>
1: Wendy Williams, she people love her. People love her. Like it's,
0: I know she's had her show. Like she has a career with fans. But (sighs) I know. But so yeah, I wanted to do Three L W because like this song is so like you were saying, like it represents everything of like the girl group in the two thousands you know they're all like dating a guy in the video and for whatever reason even though we only see like the one hooking up with another girl they all have seemed to have broken up with the guys that they were dating like it's just so classically 2000s and it was just like such a big song and then it felt like just out of nowhere it was over yeah Hmm.
1: but like that was also because it came out like at the peak of that type of like Style and music group like two thousand two thousand one. Yes. After that point, like things changed dramatically.
0: Mhm. Mhm.
1: But it is a perfect embodiment, I would say, it literally of the year two thousand.
0: Yeah. And their outfits in that music video, I don't know what's going on there
1: that was a look that was definitely a look like that's a look like at our fifth grade graduation like that's what I think of like like just Steve Madden's and like you said like the bandana look like that was a look
0: yes Tom yes do you think this song by 3LW would be as as successful today as it was back then
1: I was immediately going to say no, but then I thought about it and like, there is an explosion in like pop music, Mm -hmm. like, you know, K-pop blew up and it's still huge. And a lot of them, like, they're more experimental and they're different, but I think there's an appetite for that type of thing. And maybe, maybe, who knows? Like you said, it blew up on, it's blown up on social media. Where is it on TikTok and stuff or?
0: A little bit on TikTok, a lot on the like 2000s Instagram pages.
1: Yeah. So maybe, who knows, but I I can't say definitively, like there's just so many things that are pretty dated about it that we necessarily won't bring back. Mm -hmm. But who knows, I could be wrong.
0: I feel like with the, you know, kind of like modern girl bands of Little Mix and what was that one that Camila Cabello was in before she was Camila Cabello? I don't remember it. Somebody's gonna be like, it's this, it's this, and I don't remember it for some reason. I'm gonna look it up. But there has been sort of a resurgence of girl bands, you know? So I think that there's definitely space for it. Oh, Fifth Harmony. I'm an idiot. Um so yeah, there's Fifth Harmony, like you said, the K-pop groups, blackpink is huge right now. Um, I definitely think it would have a space. I just think they'd probably be going for a more mature sound much more quickly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That CGI graffiti art (laughs) would not hold up today.
0: No. I would also say the outfit style for the album cover is not great either. It's A part of that whole, like, classic early 2000s chinoiserie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the fact that some of their tops look like a bandana itself would come back. I've seen that again. Oh, yes. Bandanas as a hair choice, clothing, mouth cover, it's all coming back.
1: A lot of it is.
0: Yeah. So, Tom. Yes. What has been your obsession this week?
1: Polaroid photography.
0: Yay!
1: I got a Polaroid camera. the The One Plus. It's conne- it, It's a beautiful little camera. I love it. The only downside to Polaroid is the price of the film and its availability. It is yes. not available everywhere. Mm-mm. But I don't mind buying like packs of sixteen, and then just it all, It like all makes you think more critically of each photo you take
0: yeah absolutely
1: but it's so much fun and i've gotten used to it like because i didn't i think my problem was getting the focus right because like mm-hmm. obviously mm-hmm. like with a canon or even your phone you can adjust the focus you can get things in shots focus but like with the polaroid you got to do it by like measurement like okay right. all right i have it in portrait mode so i have to be literally three feet in front of the yes. person but yes. if it's landscape mode you have to be six feet or more And it's like, figuring out that distance was such a tricky thing for me. But I think I've gotten it down. I think I got it down.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: Got some really cool photos and I post them on my Instagram at TommyValley13.
0: I think the thing that I still struggle with, and I do it sometimes because I know like, oh, I got to protect the film immediately with I-type. You don't have to do that so quickly, but... I am very quick to still move the camera while the photo is being taken. Oh no! Yeah, so that's something I still like struggle with is like keeping my hands very still while the film is coming out because it still needs that time to be still.
1: Yeah, there mm-hmm. is definitely. I definitely had a trouble deciding between the Polaroid or the Fuji film. The what is it, the Insta camera?
0: Yeah, uh, Instax instax yeah uh
1: the benefit the instax is that you can get film pretty much any convenience store
0: right it's probably instax but i just read it as instax
1: um but i don't like the size of those photos
0: me neither it's not as satisfying
1: no it's not but um
0: i do kind uh, of want one out of convenience
1: the convenience is nice yeah but like whenever i go out i bring both my canon and the Polaroid. So I think like if I'm out of Polaroid, I just switch to the Canon, and I'm like, oh, I'll just use this.
0: Right. I feel like getting an Instax at this point would literally just be like a splurge purchase, and I'm never in the place where I want that to be my splurge purchase.
1: I totally understand. Yeah. But what has been your obsession?
0: Um, speaking of two thousands trends that are coming back, maybe this is also a bit of a nineties trend, but photos of princess diana and her style have been circulating um i think with everything that's been happening with the royal family but the main style that's been coming back from her look is the like spandex shorts and i recently saw somebody get off the train in like a camel colored blazer a white business top and she had on the black spandex shorts with like white high tops. And I was like, this is a good look. I really like this look. I think what's great about some trends coming back and just in general is like when they first come out, they are just existing. But then when you give a couple of decades to pass and then people start bringing that decade trend back in, they're fine tuning it. They're making it better so I really like the trends that are kind of coming back. I like the baggy jeans. I love the bandana. I love this princess dye look that is coming back around. Um, I mean, like, you know, there was a while where I loved rockabilly and like mod cloth dresses, Ooh. but I'm not going to go to a vintage store and pick a dress from the 1960s <sighs> because that fabric is basically sandpaper. Yeah. Yeah, like you're not going to go back and get the thing because then you're still going to have all the problems that come with it from it originally coming out.
1: Oh, yeah, 100%.
0: So I am a little, I think my obsession is 2000s trends that are coming back into fashion.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: We've gone gone full circle.
1: You've gone full circle, people.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: All right, guys, with that, thank you for tuning in to our second episode of the mini-series about One-Hit Wonders. From the 2000s. Uh, be sure to follow us on the Instagram. At remember the 00s podcast. And you can find us where most podcasts are found. Google, iTunes, Spotify, Podbeam, Amazon. and Just, Just type us into Google. You'll find us. Alright guys. Thank you so much. Peace and love. Love you all. Have a good day lean over like this to release a fart. I'm leaning over like this because it's comfortable. You know, if I sit like this all the time, you know, it's heavy on my spine. I barely Whoa! <laughs> Yeah.